Welcome to the Congressional Record, a podcast by ProLegis. Each week, we bring you a deep dive into Congress's policy priorities. In this podcast, we'll cover the processes unique to the first branch of government and discuss some of the pressing policy issues legislators are working on. I'm your host, Charlene Burns, a researcher with the ProLegis policy team. Today, we bring you an episode on the question of whether members of Congress should be able to have personal stock investments. The ability of members of Congress to trade individual stocks has repeatedly been a source of controversy. Activists, the news media, and fellow members of Congress have questioned the propriety of members profiting off of companies that may be impacted by the work of Congress. A recent series by Business Insider reignited interest in this issue, and a bipartisan group of 27 House representatives signed onto a letter asking Speaker Pelosi and Minority Leader McCarthy to bring legislation to ban members of Congress from owning or trading stocks. In this episode, we'll discuss the recent debate around the issue, current federal regulations in the form of the Stock Act, congressional and government perspectives on methods to curtail stock trading, and relevant legislative proposals. ProLegis is a new policy technology company founded by former congressional staffers and startup alums. We have one mission, to offer free tools that make it easier to learn about, track, and deepen your understanding of policy issues and legislation. We offer free features such as U.S. code redlining and a personalizable dashboard to track the legislation and congressional activity that matters to you. We also offer nonpartisan, unbiased information through our briefings and podcasts. Sign up for a free account today to get full access to the suite of policy tools on ProLegis.com. The onset of the pandemic and a subsequent series of insider trading allegations against congressional representatives and their family members has led to increased scrutiny of member stock purchases. In March of 2020, Senator Richard Burr became subject to a DOJ insider trading investigation after allegations that he sold travel-related stocks after receiving confidential briefings about the severity and spread of COVID-19. Department of Justice probes were also launched into stock market sales made by three other senators, Diane Feinstein, then-Senator Kelly Loeffler, and Jim Inhofe. The three DOJ probes against these senators were eventually closed before any charges were made. More recently, the investigation into Burr also ceased, although a parallel investigation by the Securities and Exchanges Commission, the SEC, continues. The issue once again made headlines in December 2021, when Business Insider published its conflicted Congress report. The report revealed that 52 senators, 75 House representatives, and at least 182 senior-level congressional staffers have violated the Federal Stock Act, which regulates stock trades by members of Congress and senior staff. The investigation found that violators face minimal and inconsistently applied penalties. Business Insider rated each member on their financial conflicts and commitment to financial transparency using the report's findings. Thirteen members received a red danger rating, meaning those members have multiple issues that could expose them to ethical problems, and 113 got a yellow borderline rating, meaning their actions deserve further scrutiny. In light of the recent news around member stock trading, 
the leaders in the House responded with different perspectives. Republican House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said he is considering implementing changes to limit or prevent members from trading stocks and equities if the Republicans take the House. On the other hand, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi indicated that she's opposed to limits on members trading stocks, saying, quote, We are a free market economy. Members of Congress should be able to participate in that. Federal law permits members to personally invest, but there are legal requirements aiming to provide oversight into members' investments. The first law requiring officials across all three branches of government to publicly disclose stock ownership and other financial interests was passed in response to the Watergate scandal. The 1978 Ethics in Government Act created what would become the U.S. Office of Government Ethics, the OGE, and established mandatory personal financial disclosures for high officials in the executive branch, for all members of Congress, and for judges and key judicial staff. The next federal law didn't come until 2012. A flurry of stock trading by members that allegedly relied on inside information shared before the 2008 economic crisis received public criticism. In response, the Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge, or Stock Act, was passed to prohibit the use of non-public information for private profit by members of Congress and other government employees. The Act allows members of Congress and their top staff to trade stock, but requires them to regularly report when they buy or sell stock, as well as other ways they earn money outside of congressional salaries. The disclosure form, known as the Periodic Transaction Report, must be submitted within 45 days for every trade valued at over $1,000 and is made public. Most allegations of Stock Act violations involve members filing months, or even in some cases more than a year, after the required window for submitting a report. The Act also contains three major features in addition to the disclosure reporting requirements. First, it reaffirms that members of Congress, congressional staff, and federal employees aren't exempted from the insider trading provisions of securities law and regulations that apply to the general public. Second, the law requires the establishment of an electronic filing system for certain financial disclosure reports. Finally, the law expands the list of crimes that could cause a member of Congress to lose their creditable service for congressional pension purposes, and broadens the time period when conviction could apply to federal pension forfeiture. Almost immediately after the bill was passed, it lost some of its teeth when changes were made to overhaul the financial disclosure rules in 2013. In response to the law, federal employees objected to their detailed financial information being published online for security reasons, and filed a suit to stop the requirement to post such information online. Congress responded by amending the Stock Act to delay the internet posting requirements of personal financial disclosure reports until a study could be made on the impact of having such information available on the internet. This adjustment was seen by some as weakening the transparency and enforcement of the disclosure requirements component of the law. In addition to the Stock Act, the House and Senate both have ethics rules addressing insider trading. Starting in 2008 and 2003 respectively, the House Ethics Manual and the Senate Ethics Manual began to state that individuals could be disciplined for violations of the Code of Ethics for government service. 
This prohibits public servants from using any information gained confidentially in the performance of governmental duties as a means of making private profit. Enforcement of the Stock Act and Chamber regulations on insider trading and ethical behavior face several challenges. On top of the problem of member noncompliance with required disclosures of their personal stock trades, investigating and prosecuting insider trading is especially difficult. It can be challenging to differentiate between instances of insider trading from instances of regular trading. The DOJ investigation into Senator Burr exemplifies these challenges, as investigators had to distinguish between information that is in some respects public and in other respects not public. Federal authorities have never prosecuted a federal lawmaker under the Stock Act, but they have prosecuted members for insider trading on information acquired outside of congressional duties. On October 21, 2021, the House Office of Congressional Ethics released reports on two representatives that involved potential violations of House ethics rules pertaining to stock trading. One of the representatives, Representative Tom Malinowski, may have violated House rules, standards of conduct, and federal law in his failure to submit periodic transaction reports for stock trades made in 2019 and 2020. If these reports were to be taken further, the House Ethics Committee could take disciplinary action. Kedrick Payne, former Deputy Chief Counsel of the Office of Congressional Ethics, has expressed doubt that the House Committee will pursue disciplinary action. Understanding the annual appropriations process has never been more simple than with ProLegis' appropriations tool. The appropriations tool is a one-of-a-kind, easy-to-use searchable database that provides historical context for federal government spending bills. The feature contains appropriations data from fiscal year 2016 to 2021 for every account and sub-account. ProLegis' appropriations tool can help staffers quickly identify appropriations levels and trends from previous fiscal years. Whether you're working on a policy memo, reviewing appropriations requests, or trying to understand Congress's appropriations decisions, the appropriations tool can help. Sign up for a free ProLegis account to get access to the ProLegis appropriations tool today. Public Citizen argues that stock trading by members of Congress have negative implications for citizens' trust in government because of the potential that privileged information is used for personal enrichment. The appearance of a potential conflict of interest can undermine the integrity of legislative responsibilities. Despite calls for reform, Congress has not agreed to ban members from trading stocks and equities. As Speaker Pelosi argued, members want the ability to own and trade investments, even if it creates the appearance of conflicts of interest. Regardless, there are various proposals to curtail the ownership and or trading of stocks and strengthen enforcement mechanisms. The most drastic option would be to ban lawmakers and possibly spouses from owning stocks and equity. Alternatively, lawmakers could be allowed to maintain stocks but be prevented from trading them for the duration of their terms in office. Another option is to require lawmakers to put their assets in a blind trust operated by an independent financial advisor without the owner's input. Similarly, their assets could be placed in broadly traded funds or index funds. Critics of the blind trust option say it's ineffective and that lawmakers aren't likely to cease making decisions that further their own financial benefit, 
even if control over their assets are technically blind. Less drastically, policymakers could strengthen enforcement mechanisms. Current proposals in the Senate focus on the amount of fines paid by violators. This is a key difference between two bills in the Senate, one proposed by Democratic Senators John Ossoff and Mark Kelly, and another by Republican Senator Josh Hawley. Senator Hawley's bill would require that the total profits gained from stock trading be forfeited to the U.S. Treasury, while Senators Ossoff and Kelly's bill would require the fine to total the entirety of the member's congressional salary, a payment consequence that is seen as more severe. Other bills were proposed to strengthen reporting and transparency requirements, increasing the number of financial disclosure reports that must be filed by senior government officials, and ensuring those disclosures are prompt and accessible is the focus of the Stock Act 2.0 by Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. A final option is to revise Congressional Ethics Committee's rules to further prevent conflicts of interest. Instead of targeting the Stock Act, this policy option would concentrate on aligning Congressional Committee's ethical standards with other mechanisms of reform. With a number of policy options and proposals in the House and Senate, policymakers are divided on where to go with future actions on members' personal investments. The White House has yet to endorse a specific proposal on the issue. During Biden's presidential campaign, he pledged to work with Congress to pass legislation to prevent financial conflicts of interest and self-enrichment through government service. Most recently, Brian Deese, Biden's top economic advisor, endorsed restricting lawmakers' stock trades, saying that it would restore faith in our institutions. Policymakers fall along the entire spectrum of stances towards increasing regulations on members' personal investments. House Speaker Pelosi is not in favor of a ban on members owning stock, and both Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and House Democratic Caucus Chair Hakeem Jeffries have dodged the question of whether they would support a stock trading ban. However, there are major supporters of such policies within the Democratic Party, including Senator Elizabeth Warren and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who support the idea of a member ban on ownership of stock. Among Republicans, Representative McCarthy told Punchbowl News he was open to changes on lawmakers owning or trading stocks and said it was a possibility if Republicans take the House in 2022. Senator Richard Burr said that he had no problem with the member ban on trading stocks. As we discussed earlier, there have been a number of different proposals introduced in the Senate with the competing plans between Senators Ossoff and Kelly and Senator Josh Hawley. Hawley had said he was open to co-sponsoring Ossoff's legislation, but that they would still introduce two separate bills. Ossoff has also reportedly hoped to have a Republican co-sponsor. Other proposals regarding member stock trading have been introduced, and several lawmakers are in favor of a full-out ban. On January 24, 2022, a group of 27 lawmakers, 25 Democrats and two Republicans, led by Representative Jared Golden, sent a letter to Speaker Pelosi and Minority Leader McCarthy calling for House leadership to swiftly ban members of Congress from owning or trading stocks while in office. That's all for this episode of the Congressional Record. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to sign up for your free ProLegis account if you haven't already. You can go to ProLegis.com, that's P-R-O-L-E-G-I-S.com, 
to find additional show notes and sources for each of our episodes. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Our handles are in the episode notes as well. Finally, I want to give special thanks to Louisa Scholler for researching this episode. I also want to thank Jason Lemons, Greg Nunziata, and Barbara Kittredge for helping to edit this episode. We'll see you next week on the Congressional Record.